Greeting Earthlings, welcome to Saturday Morning Showdown After Dark. If this is your first time joining us, my name's Don. I'm Lee. We're a tag team of pop culture artists that go by the name 8-Bit Fusion. We grew up in the golden age of the Saturday morning cartoons, so we made this show to sit down with some of our friends and talk about our favorites. Um, we're doing another After Dark this week, so this is a cartoon 100% not made for kids. And we're joined by a couple fellow Geekscapists. We have Kathleen and Brian from the Bingetown TV podcast. How you guys doing? Doing good. How about you guys? We are good. Great. Yeah, tell our listeners. Tell our listeners a little bit about your show. Go ahead, Brian. Hit it. All right, I will hit it indeed. So we are Bingetown TV. Uh, Kathleen and myself, Brian, are holding down the fort. Uh, there's actually seven of us that are hosts. And as the name implies, we are a TV podcast covering any show that we find bingeable. Uh, generally, that includes fantasy and sci-fi shows. So we do everything from The Mandalorian to The Witcher. We just covered Wheel of Time, uh, Haunting of Bly Manor and Haunting of Hill House. Nice. Uh, nice. The 100 on CW. So we bounce all around everything popular in fantasy and sci-fi, but also some of our specific favorites um and we deep dive things that are coming out weeks to, uh week to week uh we'll go back and kind of just cover season to season of some of our personal favorite shows we just did that with a show called the magicians um and yeah that's our shtick right on um you guys said hill house and bly manor absolutely, absolutely. love those shows super solid yeah, we were actually just out in California for the Halloween Horror Nights um, in October, and we got to go to the Hill House uh, haunted house that they had there, and it was amazing. No How does way. it feel what? to live my dream? How does it feel? Oh, it was so good. <laughs> so good. <laughs> yeah, I'm obsessed with those shows. We always say Hill House is one of like the best single series shows of all time. I mean, Bly is incredible, too, and so yeah. is Midnight Mass, but... Hill House always have a special place in my heart. Yeah, I feel Agreed. like Hill House has kind of like spoiled me now. Like we just finished watching Yellow Jackets and Ooh. I wished it was more like like that. a Hill House where it's just a one season, story's over and we're done. I got a feeling this is going to be like a lost situation where it just yep. goes until it's not good anymore. I loved Yellow Jackets though. Yellow Jackets season one was like mm -hmm. appointment television for me every yeah. Sunday. Me and my girlfriend were like dying to watch it every Sunday. I just pitched it to the boys, uh, the Benchtown boys recently. So I need some of them to start watching it. I was going to say, nice. this is like the fourth. Am I muted? Can you guys hear me? Yeah, yeah we, we can hear you. Hear you. We can hear oh, okay. Yeah, I was just going to say, you guys are like the fourth people that have recommended Yellow Jackets to me, so I'm definitely going to have to get in on that one. Yeah. I liked it a lot. I'm just worried that it's going to go on too long. But again, mm. that's because Hill House spoiled me and it was just a one and done. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I, I love a good story. I really story. like Yellow Jackets. Um, yeah. I, I'm excited for the next, or whatever they have to come season two and onward. It, I really enjoyed the story. So yeah, it's awesome. All right, so to steer us back back in, we're going to watch a couple episodes, because they're very short, of the Letterkenny spinoff Little Kennys. Um, I have not watched this at all. I've watched all of Letterkenny, but none of this. Uh, I think you are the same, Lee? Yeah, I mean, we watched, we, we binged Letterkenny together, so no, did. I didn't go sneak and watch Little Kenny without you. <laughs> you don't know how much of Letterkenny I watched without you. Anyway, moving right along. <laughs> How about you guys? Have either of you seen this? I am in that same boat. I 
just got done binging all of Letter Kenny. It was fantastic. New season 10 just came out. But Little Kenny, I have not touched yet. So I'm excited to get into it. Awesome. Yeah, I have a kind of a funny story about Letter Kenny. So uh, we were lucky enough to get Hulu, like through Hulu, like interviews with the cast. Mm -hmm. And I'm obsessed with the show called Winona Earp. And Melanie Scrifano is the lead of that. She also plays Mrs. McMurray in Letterkenny. So she's wild in that. Brian <laughs> was the resident Letterkenny fan of, of Binge Town. So mm. we, we were like, oh, if one, I was like, I will binge all of Letterkenny to be on this interview. <laughs> so I binged 10 seasons of Letterkenny in four days. Wow. In order, in order, like, started it on a Monday, ended it on a Thursday. Friday morning was the interview just so <laughs> I could be on it that's so super I, awesome though impressive. that's amazing yeah, yeah that's impressive yeah, and, and then my inner monologue was absolutely wild that week and the week after like talking in letter kenny lingo yeah. Oh, yeah. like super fast super crazy and weird and my girlfriend was like absolutely you're never allowed to watch letter kenny <laughs> yeah too much too much oh my gosh that's... so no i have not seen little kenny but pumped to watch it nice. awesome I was impressed with our watching all 10 seasons in two weeks, but four days is, that's, that is that's impressive. Some, yeah, that's, not, that's impressive. Yeah, I worked from home that week, so <laughs> don't tell my boss. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Uh, why don't we put this thing on then and see what we think? Awesome. And we're back. So we just finished watching the first two episodes of Little Kenny because they are very short. And I yeah. did not realize that. But uh, yeah, we watched the first two. So we got to see the origin story of Darian Wayne's friendship that we'll chronologue in Letter Kenny. Uh, coming right out of it, I fucking loved it. How about you guys? Yeah, it was short, sweet, but I mean, classic Letter Kenny stuff. And we get yeah. to see them as kids and animated, and yeah. their voices are just high pitched, but yeah. pretty much the same. <laughs> so I'm on board for all of it. Yeah, Letter Kenny was so bingeable. It's one of the most mm -hmm. bingeable. I don't know that I could have done it that fast, any other show. It was nice that some were 18, some end up being 30, but this, again, in true Letter Kenny fashion, so bingeable. And the fact that they're like actual origin stories are amazing. And these guys are so smart. Mm -hmm. Like they're genius. They really are. And this is just another like little bit of genius in the Letterkenny lore, which is great. Yeah. Yeah. Now the, um, the animated cartoon is written by Jared Kiso, just like the show. Um, the voices are done by the same people who uh, who do it in the show. Jared Kiso is Wayne. Nathan Dale is Derry. Michelle Milet is uh, as Katie. Um, so they all come back to reprise their characters. They just speak in a falsetto, which cracks me up. Uh, that, um, I love that. That was so funny. <laughs> the only thing I'll say is the TV show. Most, I think, all of the episodes are directed by um, by the dude who plays Gary. Yeah. And um, this is directed by Jared Kiso straight through. Oh, nice. Um, only difference really between the show and uh, and this but yeah you're absolutely right jerk kiso is a goddamn genius as far as this comedy the show is so like quotable so bingeable and did you guys watch the the youtube originals before it became a tv show 
I did not. I only knew that that's how the show started when I did some research mm-hmm. in prep for the interview, but I've never watched because that was the original content that started it all, right? Right. And the first episode, and you'll see the first episode is called Little Kenny Problems Number One. The oh, original wow. series on YouTube is called Letter Kenny Problems, and it's in that same format. Um, the first three or four Letter Kenny Problems is just Wayne and Derry you know, spitting rapid fire at the camera, which I mean, is really what the show is, but it's like just them as talking heads all the way through it. Yeah. As it gets f- like further through, I think like episodes four, five and six, you start seeing like Squirrely Dan and, uh, and Katie <laughs> from the show. But in the beginning, they weren't, the show didn't exist yet. So um, you see Wayne's sisters that aren't Wayne's sisters in the show. Yeah. That, yeah. That was, that was sisters. interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, Riley and Jonesy are in the in the original the series, but they're not dating Wayne's one sister. They're dating each one of Wayne's sisters. Was either of the two sisters Katie? No, no. Two completely oh, different girls. Wow, how about that? Yeah, Katie is perfect. Yeah, Katie's a I, badass. I love, I love she Katie. really is. So Was well it? written. Like one of the, one of the boys, quote unquote. They respect yeah. her so much. They protect her, but she doesn't really need protecting most of the time. It's, yeah, it's per- a perfect betrayal. It's amazing. One yeah. of the best arcs of Letterkenny is when she's dating the dude from the United States, who's just everybody knows he's a d bag, but she's yep. still into yep. him. And then when he finally slips up, they all just rush him and beat the crap out of him. <laughs> oh my gosh, so perfect. And it's like. It's one of the only fights that's off screen, but you just, you know, mm. it's a good one. You know, it's solid. And is then that... the next series, the next season, I say series, like I'm watching British TV shows. The next season <laughs> starts with her doing a pretty sweet rap about that whole yes. thing. Solid. Yeah. She oh is badass. God. She's a she great character. It. Yeah. Yeah. And even in this little cartoon that we got to see her in, like she was sad and crying that they were making fun of her, but then Wayne stuck up her. I, she honestly didn't need to be stuck up for her. Like it was, she was. She probably could have been badass in here, but we only got this. I mean, maybe if, if we watch the rest of the cartoons, we'll be able to see more of her. But she, she um, definitely is badass. It was nice to see Derry stepping up to yeah. defend her in front of those two bullies. Also, who were those two bullies? Do we know mullet bearing twins in Letterkenny? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, but it, 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 obviously Jared Kiso voiced like all of this, but the two yeah. of them. Yeah. So like, I'm thinking maybe Shorzy. That's what I was. Somebody. That's what but, I was thinking. You know? Yeah. Oh incredible shorzy doesn't need a twin that's too much shorzy no no it really is speaking of which total total tangent but have you guys seen the trailer for shorzy yet it's i'm weirdly excited for that is shorzy shorzy they're doing a spinoff all about shorzy how have i not heard about this no is there a trailer you said (laughs) Yeah, it's yeah. more of a teaser. It's like a minute long, but um, okay. I think in season ten they like they tease that he's getting recruited by some like big shot hockey team, and it's oh. all about that. It's, it's like where he goes. Yeah. So I looked this up because when I was binging, I typed in Shorzy because as soon as you see him, I was like, this sounds like Jared, and then I had to Google to make sure mm-hmm. that I was right that it actually is him. So, Brian, this is a little tidbit for you, because I don't know if you guys watch The 100, but the only cast member that pops up when you type in Shorzy television series is Tazia Tellis from The 100, (laughs) who plays Echo. And I was like, wow, wait a second. I was so confused for a second. And then now this is all coming to me. Wait, are are you... 
Are you inferring that Tazia Tellis is going to be in the show, Shorzy? In the spinoff, I I think, yeah. Because she's a Canadian actress, I assume that, yeah. I would (laughs) love to see if she has a comedic comedic beat like that. Like if she could do a comedy show. She was fantastic in The 100. Yeah, do you guys watch The 100 on the CW? I have not, no. We'll have to check it it out. It was our first Binge Town sh- series we covered uh, because most of us, I think five of the seven of us, were really into it. It's it definitely is CW at the time, but or throughout the series, like it has the obvious corniness. But mm-hmm. we loved it. We loved it so much. It was it was right in our wheelhouse of like sci-fi, and it was fun. Yeah, that nice. one's totally a personal pick for us. Yeah, for sure. But but yeah, sorry. Sorry about that tangent. No, all hey, good. Hey, all good. No, the CW gets like it gets dragged a bit, but I think they've they've had some quality content over the years. Yeah. Wasn't um, I Zombie was on I there. I Zombie was CW. Oh, That's a solid love show. Love I Zombie. Two second horror stories is Two good. Two sentence horror stories. Two sentence horror stories. <laughs> Two second horror stories would be a very different TV show. Yeah, it would be. <laughs> I think they do a really good job of getting these no-name actors and building them up and giving them like iconic roles that they yeah. make completely their own yeah yeah totally. yep i mean i'm sitting here and i have a supergirl poster a flash poster in my room nice, nice. <laughs> uh, i have yeah. a picture with rose mciver from a con i went to who's the lead in i zombie so yeah that's awesome oh, that's yeah, amazing she's, yeah she's great and she looks nothing like her character in i zombie it's really weird to see her not as as live yeah i follow her on instagram it's it's definitely really weird yeah yeah, my parents watched that her new show Ghost, which I want to watch as soon as it's on a streaming site. I'll probably binge it, but it's not so far. So Ghost, uh, yeah, that's I watched a bit of the British version of it, and it's good. So if if I didn't know she was in the American version, that's yeah. pretty cool. That makes the, me like, want to watch it sitcom? more. The, yeah, I've seen yeah. all of it. It's it's yeah. very good. Oh, nice. Oh. I would say yeah, it's it's very good. Yeah, she's the she's the like small blonde girl. Oh, she's the main character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she was great. She absolutely crushes in iZombie. Oh, yeah. She's solid. I love her. Me too. But yeah, like I I alluded to earlier, me and Lee were were late to the Letterkenny party. So we didn't, like when they emailed about about getting some of the the Letterkenny people on podcasts, I was like, I've never seen that show. I don't care. But uh, I regret all of my decisions now having gone through and watched it. We watched the whole series in two weeks, which I was more impressed with until... Kathleen came in here and blew us out <laughs> of the water. <laughs> we are called Binge Town TV. So. <laughs> That's fair. But we've watched. I've watched probably the opening scene, like that first cold open, like a hundred yeah. times. Yeah, it's so good, and it's such a good introduction to the show and like what you're about to get. Like that's remind me what, perfect... what what was the cold open of pilot? The first cold open is uh Derry and and Wayne at the produce stand. Riley and Jonesy roll up. And uh, they yes. they try to insult yes. um, the two of them and just fail miserably. <laughs> and they and, um, emasculate them. Does it wind just up with Riley and Jonesy taking their shirts off? Right. So he takes his <laughs> shirt off but leaves his, his sunglasses on. So then Derry's like, pump the brakes. What is this? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. It's such a good. It's probably my favorite cold open of all television, I think. And that's a bold <laughs> statement with Parks and Rec. And the office on the table, but I'm standing Oof. by it. Yeah, it was it was real good. Yeah. Do you so? Let's get into some of the characters who were who when you guys were binging it. Who were your top three characters? I guess I'm asking Don and Lee here. Yeah, 
Um, so for me, it's Squirrely Dan without any any downside. I, I love wow. me some Squirrely Dan. Okay. Wayne is obviously great. I'm trying to not pick Wayne or Derry because obviously they're like the main two, but I love Squirrely Dan. I don't even love the character Bonnie McMurray all that much, but I love everyone's reaction to Bonnie <laughs> yeah. McMurray. Very that true. cracks me up. There's that one episode where she keeps coming in in costumes and everyone's like, whoa, yes. Bonnie McMurray. Love it. Don't love her brother as much. <laughs> yeah. He's a bit much to take. You know what's funny is Kathleen and I both thought that McMurray was Bonnie McMurray's dad. I did for a while. I eventually picked up on it. But yeah, I thought... I thought that was the um, I thought that was her dad, which then made Katie hooking up with what I thought was her mother a little bit more awkward. Oh, but yeah, hooking <laughs> yeah. up with her step or stepsisters, a little or no sister in laws, less awkward, I guess. Yeah. Um. Well, like yeah. they often say, McMurray's a piece of shit. McMurray's. Yeah. Piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> and I got to say, man, I, and I'm going to count him as one character. Riley and Jonesy grew on me. I hated them at first, but they definitely, I came around on them. They're oh, pretty great I, by the end. I love Riley and Jonesy. They're just yeah. like little lost puppies that yeah. like playing hockey. You know, yeah. they're, yeah. they don't mean anybody any harm. Yeah. They're Ferda. <laughs> i love that that riley breaks up with katie too because he wants to be with jonesy that like that whole arc <laughs> yeah. really killed me like those two just wanted to be together and that's it's just romance so it's so good it's so perfect i love so it great yeah, yeah. i'm at I'm actually a huge uh, fan of Gail. Um, just like Gail how uncomfortable so um she makes everyone. Um, and I think what like one of the like last episodes, someone finally made her uncomfortable, and I was like, yes, because she always made everyone so uncomfortable. But I just she makes me laugh. Um, we actually didn't realize that the bar burned down. Um, and had to be rebuilt like in the fir- in the first se- like the first season. We're like, yeah. what happened to the bar? And then they're like, oh. There's number two and then number three, and we like did not even realize. But Gail's like Gail's my favorite character for sure. Gail is wow, great. Gail and Squirrely Dan. I was not expecting those as the two favorite characters. Kathleen, do you have a favorite? So I always cheat in questions like this, and I just say like, especially in this show, the beauty is in like the pairings. Mm-hmm. So like when Wayne, Daryl, and Squirrely Dan and Katie are all together, like there's no better chemistry. Riley, Jonesy, when they're together, like the way that these characters play off each other yeah. is is impressive because it's rapid fire, random mm-hmm. ass shit. They're saying so fast, yeah, and and st- like Stuart and Rolled too unbelievable yeah. but i mean if i had to pick a favorite i have to say wayne which is so lame but he <laughs> is just he hits every single time i mean no matter what who you put him with he's fucking cracking me up so it's yeah. gotta be wayne and i'm a sucker for for um mrs mcmurray because i am biased as hell but she's always drunk and fun but gail's a good yeah. pick because gail is like if you were to do the supporting character she's a great pick because yeah. she is one of a kind there's no one like gail on tv yeah for sure yeah and i mean you can't not like wayne i mean it's he's the main right. character he every like like the so his uh talking is just so intelligent and yeah it always gets me laughing it was this was just so easy to watch because like just hearing wayne talk i just i loved it I mean, before the show became a show, when it was the YouTube show, it was literally just Wayne talking at the camera, and that was enough for everyone to be like, yes, I want more of that. So it's he's an obvious pick. He's so good. At, yeah. I mean, 
And even the the our number one of the uh, little Kenny cartoon was just him talking, and yeah. that's that, yeah. that was mirroring yeah. the letter Kenny problems because it was little Kenny problems. Like it, it yeah. mirrored it perfectly. Yeah, and I'm he... not saying like it's an obvious pick. Like I'm saying like yeah, he's yeah. clearly so good at everything. Yeah, that yeah. And yeah, and this is genius because like imagining Wayne as a kid is almost impossible. <laughs> he's like a forever what he is exactly right yeah. now. You can't even imagine. So it's perfect yeah. that he's still like broody and doesn't want to deal with anybody yeah. as a kid. And then it it would be the origin story would be that Daryl stuck up for Katie and he's like, all right, this guy's cool. I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And even like so, I have the the shows like screen on my screen right now and the the clip for Daryl's super soft birthday party he's doing the the Wayne stance where he has his hands like sort yeah, of by can, his crotch on the belt yep. loops like it's it's he's an old soul it's just him as an adult as a child and I love it it's I've so started good. posing the Wayne pose in group photos just yes, tuck the thumbs into amazing. the waistband it's a, it's like a way it. to stand out you know that's I like great it. <laughs> and, and, in my opinion, he is the only like manly man character that even touches the same stratosphere as Ron Swanson. It's, oh yeah, I, I can't decide who's better than who, but I know they are Ooh, on that's, a tier that's, all that's by That's a tough one. Yeah, they're, they're so he's such an interesting character, like version of that manly man though, because right? he's like they also like the second episode of Letterkenny was all about the super soft birthday party that he doesn't love, but he absolutely loves. You all know that he's all about this super soft birthday party. So like mm-hmm. he kind of like lets it out. And it, I don't know. I love I love everything about that character. It's just so it wasn't what I was expecting. And that's what I love about him. Yeah. Wayne and Ron Swanson would shake hands and respect each other for, for sure. sure. Absolutely. No, Absolutely. no doubt. About it. <laughs> Although Ron would never go to Canada. No, no. <laughs> True. Yeah. <laughs> well, love that point. Yeah. Would have to be solid, right on the border. Solid point. That, that well, they, you know, they're known to go to Michigan every once in a while and beat the shit out of some douchebag. That's true. <laughs> you know, that's true. Very, very true. <laughs> Bri, who's your favorite character? Uh, my favorite is Wayne. I'm going to bring up Stuart, though, because nobody's really talked about him in depth. He is just so wild and eclectic. And the fact that they have like a group of this show, of excuse me, they have a group of main characters in this show dedicated as just the town methods and they're able to flesh those characters out and give them depth and character growth and then negative character growth and make you feel so many things about them i think stewart just does a great job at portraying the character that season when stewart took the wig off blew my freaking mind right yep yeah Yeah. and then he put the wig back on and it's fine but yeah no that (laughs) The meth heads, I think they were the characters that took me the longest to come around on. I was yep. surprised how much fa- how much quicker I came around on the sports people, the hockey players. Not a sports fan, <laughs> um, and generally those characters would drive me nuts. But he- but they're just they're so good. Um, but yeah, the whole I mean that's what the solidness of that was a really weird way of saying it. What makes Letterkenny <laughs> so solid is this group of characters, like even oh, Joint yeah. Boy. And Sled Man or whatever. Sled Ted. Sled Ted. There we go. <laughs> the ginger and boots. I love the ginger arc that whole first season. Yeah. Did you guys ever hear anything about that man fucking an ostrich? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely I ridiculous. I, I, I can't even I, say I lo- it. Yeah, I lost that. <laughs> and, and the it- bow at the end when Wayne's like, the ginger did not fuck an ostrich. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. Uh, it was um, a sick ostrich. <laughs> um, no, but I, I think you're 100% correct. I think yeah. one of the reasons why I gravitated to this show so much is because of how they're able to kind of, I, I, I don't want to call it world building, but like town building and kind of yeah. have these secondary and tertiary characters like Jim Dixkin and right. Boy, oh like God, you Dixkin. said, and they can just yeah. come back to them and recycle them, not have yeah. them in every episode, but like every yeah. fifth episode. And you're like, oh my gosh, I'm so happy to see this guy again. He's great. Yeah. And I love like the way we meet some of these characters and then who they end up becoming are like, it's, it's weird. Like joint boy is in episode two as like one of the people who beat up Wayne. But then after losing that fight, they just like hang out. Yeah. And I, I love that. Like they all sort of, they fight and then they come together at the end. And I that's think, like, I think I said at the end of the first season, like it was the skids, it was the, the hockey players and the Hicks all hanging out at the end after beating up Tannis and her crew. I think yeah, it's too. a little bit of the, uh, Kind of like we say, Philly versus everybody. It's like Letter Kenny versus everybody. They fight right. amongst themselves, but whenever an outsider comes in, they right. there's a sense of camaraderie where at the end of the day, they all have respect and love for each other. Absolutely. Also, we have not given enough love to Tannis either. I think she is mm, Absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah. Agreed. Uh, a bit rough around the edges, yeah. but great. I was just watching the, uh, probably my favorite episode is the Spelling Bee episode, and that's a great one for, like, the entire town. But that Tannis is, is one. the one that brings the, uh, it's like the tape recorder, and mm -hmm. she, like, re-records <laughs> yes. McMurray's yeah. slurring speech, and she calls <laughs> out Stuart for the misspelled, uh, Tricka Decaphobia or whatever at the end, yeah. and she just keeps doing the same gag where it's like, wait, listen to this. Tannis, amazing. Yeah. I just watched the, I want to say, the cold open for season five, where they hinted that Wayne might have cheated on Rosie with Tannis, but then you find out he doesn't. Um, but it's like all of them commenting on it. Super, super funny. She's a great character, too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that little bit of ambiguity where you don't know if Wayne did cheat on her too. That would have been a real big character flaw for Wayne if, if that that's was true. and that's what I said. And there was so that was the end proper of season four, I think. And then there was like a holiday episode. So I'm like, they're not going to resolve that because like right. Wayne is like rigid moral. So the fact that he might cheat on his girlfriend was like a big deal. And then they're like not resolving it in the next episode. Yeah. I also love Rosie for Wayne. I think they're a great couple. Yeah, I love that she came back, and that's that's where he's been. Because yeah, they yeah. are great together. Yeah, I do love I do love Rosie. Agreed. What a hot couple. <laughs> I'm like sitting here staring at the cast, and the picture they have for Wayne is so handsome. I'm just staring at this picture. <laughs> that's oh wonderful. My gosh, it's crazy. Do you have anyway. a crush on Wayne, Kathleen? I do. How can you not? Yeah. I, have a crush on, I have a crush on half this cast. Yeah, I ain't knocking it. Now, <laughs> have either of you watched the show Psych? I love Psych. Yeah. <laughs> I'm obsessed with it. Did you know uh, that Wayne is in Psych? What? Yeah. No I, way. I forget the episode's title, but it's the one where they're learning how to be proper gentlemen. <laughs> oh, God. And they think the guy teaching everyone how to be proper gentlemen is the killer. And they're out to dinner and one of his like disciples comes over and stands in front of Sean. That's Jared Kiso. 
Yep, I'm looking at pictures of it right now. Oh, that's wow. so funny. Yeah. <laughs> that's it's amazing. weird to see him as any... Like, I don't know how they make his neck so big in this show, but it's weird to see him as anyone other than Wayne now. Yeah. Yeah, that's weird. Agreed. Wow. I'm glad you guys love Psych. Psych is one of those shows where I watched it a couple of years back. I binged it all once and was like, this is never a show that anyone's ever recommended to me, and I can't believe it because it's so good. Yeah. And... I'm the only one out of the whole binge town, seven of us, who had seen it. And still, I think, I believe. Brian, oh, you've wow. never seen it, right? I have never seen it. It's it's one of those ones. It's on the list. I never hear a bad thing about it. You got to watch I, it, especially if you love old TV. Like, the show is so rooted in, like, 80s and 90s pop culture that someone who hosts a show called Binge Town TV would fucking love it, I'm sure. Absolutely. It was made in the two, like, 2010s, though, right? Yeah. Or, yeah. Like, yeah. 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 It's people like... who grew up on 80s and 90s pop culture. Like okay. all the guys from the Breakfast Club are in it, like as as random characters throughout, except for uh, Emilio Estevez. They never could get him. Uh, yeah. Brian, but Ma- Ali like... Sheedy plays a reoccurring character. Yeah. And like Ralph Macchio. It's like yeah. all. It's oh, I would so. Love that. Talk about just yeah. like ripping pop culture references and just being quick and. Yeah. Some of the best friendship I've seen. Yeah. I mean, Sean is so fucking flawed. It's unbelievable. But <laughs> still some of the best friendship I've seen on TV. It's a, it's an absolute, like, riot. And yeah. actually, like, a very good watch. Like, a very good TV show. It's funny, but it's it's interesting. Like, you, yeah. you follow the episodes almost like it's, like, Criminal Minds or something. Where yeah, we it's love a story of the week, we but it also minds. has, like, an over arc that kind of runs with it. It's... I think and it's a great is, show. It's, what is the genre? Is it like a comedy? It, are they like, what am I trying to say? Like police officers? Is that their thing? No, it's like a funny version of The Mentalist. Uh, in the pilot episode, the main character, Sean, gets arrested. They okay. think he's like committed a crime and he says he didn't commit the crime. He's a psychic. He just fakes it. Um, and that's how he knew who committed this crime. So then the police hire him as this psychic, even though he's not really a psychic. Um, so he has to keep that charade up throughout the entire series. Yeah. Oh. On Wikipedia, it says it's a detective comedy drama. Yeah. So okay. it's kind of like I've compared it and Matt from a geekscape famous matt um yeah matt kelly s- uh, compares it to i zombie as well where yeah. it's like the the lead characters kind of faking why they know certain things you yep. have to you have to kind of lie it's it's very interesting but yeah yeah that's um, a really good has, comparison yeah, yeah uh, brian he's kind of like sherlock with like deducted deductive skills deducting wait no what am i trying to say um deduction right deduction yeah, yeah like heightened like uh, this Wikipedia says heightened observational skills, but yeah, uh, yeah it's it's so good. It's so yeah. Good. We said the exact same when we first watched Eye Zombie. We're like, if this is going in into the direction like Psych, like the same exact thing, we're going to be on board. And we, yeah, I mean, we we that we made that exact comparison when we started watching Eye Zombie for the first season. That Eye Zombie goes kind of off the rails in like the best way possible when it becomes like like the renegade story arc and all oh that. Like God. that show gets. Yeah crazy in an awesome way yeah no it's a good um, but it's the a good first crazy. season is very like story of the week but but the comparison to psych where she's lying about how she knows what she knows that's yeah. right on point yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah we also like psych so much um for the for all the movies are uh, the one two and three we actually had a viewing party with the food included um it's we just love the show so much that we just wanted to 
support and show her how much we love the show by making all the food and taking wow. pictures, drinking um drinks pineapple? out of pineapples yeah. yes we always have pineapples um but yeah we called it santa barbara skies it was like pineapple rum and grenadine or something wow that show is so feel good that is incredible i love you guys for that yeah. i really i made do. quattro quesos dos fritos yeah that was the yeah. best part of the dish yes yeah. you have to yeah. do that Fun fact, Brian, in every Psych episode, there's a pineapple, whether it's, like, on a shirt, a literal pineapple, like, someone's eating pineapple. They say it, like, in every single episode, there's a mention or a sight of a pineapple. We still yeah. have not found them all yet, but we, we we are working on it. I always forget about it until we're, like, ten episodes deep, and I'm like, oh, yeah, right, we should be looking for pineapples, and then I don't want to go back to the beginning and start over. Yep. I yep. love stuff like that. I mean... Everything you guys are telling me makes me seem like it's something I would be into. So all I can say is that it has been moved up my list. Yes. Nice. Love that. And that's nice. all you can ask for, right? Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and eventually you'll see Wayne to, to yeah. bring us back there to There you Leather go. Candy. Keep an eye out for Wayne. <laughs> and keep and an eye for Wayne. Perfect. Well, guys, this has been awesome. I'm super glad we watched this. I'm going to watch the rest of this tonight. Because this is super so quick, awesome. Yeah. And it's so short. I'm just going to bang this thing out. Yeah, um, um, yeah. One question for you, Don. Um, like, since you did some research, was there any information about the animation? Because it's just, it's just so simple. And I just want—I was just curious who, like, if there was any information about the artist or yeah, anything. Yeah, I couldn't find anything about who actually did the animation. I was curious, too. And I came up dry. Okay. So right. if anyone knows in the podcast or in the uh the discussion group let us know yeah please please do yeah, I, I i'm always curious about the an- animation and art yeah. and music and stuff. this is like a different uh format for us because like we usually do kids and like stuff that from the 90s but doing the after darks so, like we don't always get into it and i also always focus on like the nostalgia and like Mc- mcdonald's toys and stuff like that but because <laughs> this is little kenny that doesn't i mean maybe someday hey mcdonald's put out a little kenny mcdonald's toy that would be amazing <laughs> I'd go to I'd go to McDonald's that day. Yeah, if I, I could get I a little too. kid Wayne, yeah, absolutely, yeah. I'd be getting a Big Mac. Uh, where are, where are the Letterkenny Funko Pops? Honestly, <sighs> yeah, oh what? Right? I'm surprised. That's that's a big surprise. Yeah, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, they're very iconic, like dressed characters, especially yeah. like Stewart and Wayne with his with his flannel up to his yeah. neck. Like, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Daryl with you lose his a lot of heat barn clothes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna spit the quotes. So out. quotable. <laughs> to be fair. To be fair. To be fair. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's that is the. I told Brian before that. To be fair is the one that I've done before, but nobody gets it. But mm-hmm. I always say to be fair. <laughs> you have to. You have. You have to do that. Yeah. Wow. I've been saying hard no a lot lately. Hard no. For me, it's can confirm and Texas sized ten four. I have been saying Texas sized ten four. I've said can confirm for like a long time, so I'm not giving that to Letter Kenny. But no, yeah, Texas sized ten four is a good one too. That's, that's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> wow, great show, wild show. Canada's a crazy place. Yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, a lot of. And one other thing <clears throat> I wanted to say too was uh, the cast is just so like we always bring up diversity in our, our show too, and there's yeah. such a diverse cast like so many so many different backgrounds and types of people um yeah. it's and it, and it works out really well yeah yeah and they address everything in a very like funny light-hearted way too and it's great i love yeah. it like yeah. the episode where i don't even remember what it was but one of the characters 
um, was either rumored to be gay or is gay. And I think McMurray just keeps being like, like, it's it's okay that you're gay. I'm just not one of you or something yeah. like that. But like, and then they they were say that a lot being like, it's cool. It's cool. It's yeah. Whatever, yeah. You're gay. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. <laughs> I love it. It's and like, doesn't Rold call someone gay, like in a derogatory way at one point? And then they're like, but aren't you gay? And he's like, yeah, but I'm not like gay. <laughs> like, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Me too. Same rolled. Yeah. <laughs> solid, solid show. But yeah, Agreed. thanks. Thanks for hanging out with us and watching this, guys. Uh, tell our listeners again uh, a little bit about the show. Where can they find it? Well, they already heard me, so I'll let Kathleen give the pitch this time. Yeah, you can find us anywhere uh, you listen to podcasts, I believe. Correct me if I'm wrong. But yeah, we're Binge Town, just seven best friends talking. That's how our show came about. We were seven best friends who, whenever we watched a show, we were the first people we recommended it to. And then one day we just decided, and it's our favorite thing to talk to each other about it. So we said, why not? Why not put it out into the world? So, yep, Seven Best Friends talking about sci-fi. We cover so many different shows. It's crazy. That's the beauty of having seven people mm-hmm. on the pod. So a lot of different opinions, and it's all it's all good. It's all very fun. So, and just because I'm us. looking at it of right course. now, find us on our website at BingetownTV.com, the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, or wherever else you may find your podcast. Sweet. Awesome. Now, Lee, this is the part of the show where you plug where we got what we got going on where can people find us oh yeah usually um when we we talk about this we're like well we're in a pandemic so nothing's going on um we're still in a pandemic but we actually do have a lot going on um it's starting to become springtime and a lot of outdoor stuff's happening so that's super cool um our next show is in ocean city new jersey we'll be at ocean city comic-con april 2nd and april 3rd um, so if you're down the shore and or you just want like a day beach trip, come on out and support us. Um, we'll be there with a couple of our friends. Um, the next one after that is South Jersey Geek Fest in South Jersey. That will be April 16th. I believe that's Easter weekend. But come on out. A lot of, again, a lot of our friends will be there. Um, the people that run South Jersey Geek Fest, uh, the Tiki Tiki Board Games store and the Nerd Mall, they're amazing. Um, so definitely if you're in the area, definitely make sure you come check that as, as well. Um, next after that, um, in May, we have John Aru also in South Jersey. That will be May 21st. And a little, little surprise here. Not only will 8 Fusion be set up here, uh, Don's band where he plays drums, Take Today, will also be playing. So this is kind of a once in a blue moon kind of thing. You get to see us and also Don's band. Also, so, several former guests of the podcast are in my band. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Good good call there. So definitely come out to John, John Aru. Uh, Josh, who runs John Aru of uh, uh, Rose Bear Arts, is amazing, and he's putting on a really good show. So definitely come check that out. And then the last thing we have on our calendar currently is Blob Fest in Phoenixville, Pennsylvania. Um, that is July 9th. Uh, we're super excited. Uh, Blob, the street fair for Blob Fest hasn't been going on the last two years due to the pandemic but they're bringing it back and it's always a good time. A lot of super geeky, nerdy stuff. You can watch the blob in the movie theater too. Um, so that's super awesome. Um, there's a couple of things that are not, I did not name yet cause we're not confirmed for you yet, but there is a lot more. There's actually a lot more shows coming. So just keep checking our Instagram, Facebook. We actually just got a link tree as well. Uh, so that's link 
tr.ee slash 8bitfusion. Um, that's where we'll, we'll be listing our events and actually information about the podcast. So that's super cool. Um, and if you're not able to come to any of our shows, um, check out our website. We also have our art in the South Street Art Mart in South Street in Philadelphia. Um, make sure you say hi to Nicole and Nicole while you're there. Um, definitely check in. There's a, about 100 plus artists in that shop. It's an amazing shop. Um, and just make sure, again, always supporting each other. Um, we're we're going to keep on doing our thing. Um, but we appreciate all your support. Thanks for listening to me as always. Peace. Yeah. Remember to rate and review this podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Join our Facebook discussion group, Saturday Morning Showdown. And um, we will talk to you guys again in a couple weeks. Peace. Peace. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.